It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. OH! Ew. OH! Oh, baby, go. yeah! <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex. What up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football Decide the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shake. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good one. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, you know, I like that Baker Mayfield to myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Terrible football show episode 69. And we are officially back for weekly shows, boys. Let's go, round of applause. Let's get it. Let's go in celebration because when we're back for weekly shows, you know what that means, boys. It's time. Football is around the corner. Football's, well, let's, football's here, man. We're, we're right here. Football is here. It is almost time. College starts this month, it's going down. And officiating for me starts officially three weeks from this coming Friday there night. There you go. We got, we got the officiator te- in here. Technically two weeks because of benefit games, but I don't count those. And then, of course, we got the full squad. We got everyone here. We got Ricky in studio. Look at that, a studio appearance. We got Jacob with this beautiful Mass Effect backdrop. Shout out to that. Uh, and then, of course, we got Shane here on the phone. Boys, how are we feeling? Let's go around the room. Ricky, how you feeling? I am great. No, just to hear that introduction, that introduction that we came that <laughs> you came up with and blended in together. I've missed that. I still laugh every time that every time I it do plays, too. I chuckle every I, time because <laughs> it just brings back great memories of what we had last season, and I'm looking forward to this season as well. Yeah, that video is going to continue to update as we continue to get amazing memories from this year as well. Jacob, what about you, dude? How you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic right now. I go off for vacation this coming Thursday down to Gatlinburg, so that's going to be fantastic. Uh, if anybody in the audience wants any moonshine, just let me know. <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, yeah, I've just been, just just this week, I've just been catching up on work, getting everything squared away. Now it's time to talk about football, so... I'm happy. I feel you. I got 59 days until my vacation departure. And no, I'm not counting down. Trust me. Uh, and then we also have <laughs> Shane here. Shane, how you doing? How you feeling, my friend? Uh, I'm excited to be back on the show. Uh, ready to get back to weekly shows. And um, I think as a Razorback fan, I've officially hit the, the time period where we start getting delusionally hopeful. So looking, <laughs> to the down, looking forward to the downfall. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to talking about all the uh, you know delusional hopefulness that we have with our teams with college. Uh, so what we're doing uh, is, of course, today, as you can see in the title, we're doing NFC predictions. Will the NFC rise to greatness or fail to impress? Because it's been so top-heavy with AFC for a while. So we're going to give 
full eight NFC predictions today. That includes playoffs. We're doing a little bit of change in our schedule. So NFC uh, regular season and playoff predictions today. Next week, AFC. AFC playoffs as well. Next week, we'll give our Super Bowl prediction as well. Uh, then the two weeks after that, we're going to actually spend two weeks on college. We're going to do first group of five conferences and the conference winners uh, and any second favorite team or favorite teams that are applicable for those conferences. Uh, and then the week after that, of course, we will do Power Five or we do the conference winners as well as any of our favorite or second favorite teams, depending on where it's applicable there. Uh, and then on the week after that, uh, we'll be doing our first set of predictions. Uh, week zero will be that weekend. Uh, so that's really exciting. Uh, I do have a new Run Your Pool link in the description below for college and NFL. You can join for free, compete against us. Uh, there will be a prize that I will give everyone their prizes for. I swear to God, guys, I'm going to get you guys your prizes. I promise you have to trust me. Uh, I always pay up. I always pay up. I've just been very swamped with stuff. Um, one of the things I most recently got swamped with, so I have three cats now, so that's a thing. So shout out to that. Uh, so that I've been swamped with that as, much, as well as many other things, but shout out to my three cats that I have now. <laughs> Ricky's face is just pure disappointment. So let me get this straight. Yes. Your excuse is three cats. No, that's only, that's only, okay. that's just that, sure. That's barely the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> trust me. That's just the barely tip of the iceberg right we're, now. We're not going to go and yeah, never mind. I'm, uh, not, going that's just, I'm not going there. That's just the tip, my guy. Trust yeah. me. There's, I've, I've had a lot on my plate here recently, so I will be getting you guys your prizes soon. I promise. Um, and then, uh, one thing to also note is on the, uh, September 5th episode of the show, uh, that is the Tuesday before regular season kickoff. Uh, it could change, and we could just do it privately depending on everyone's availability. But as of now, we're actually going to look to do our fantasy draft live on the show. I got it scheduled for 6 o'clock that day to do the draft live, so that would be really cool. Uh, but if, if depending on people's availability, we may just bump it to another day just in one evening or whatever and just do it privately or something, you know, not stream it or anything. But may do the show live, so that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Sounds good. No. Sounds good. Do a live fantasy draft. Uh, I'm going to be in this season for fantasy football, so it's already a lock. It's, it's already a lock, he says. Okay, calm down there, buddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, I basically was the I was basically the 2000. Well, I think it was to the 2005 Cowboys who went 13-3 and lost in the first round playoffs. That was my fantasy team last year. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, which can't wait for fantasy. Going to be competing for a trophy and stuff. I've also got another league that I'm trying to get going right now that's just an open challenge for the community. So I'm trying to work on that. Just haven't had a chance to sit down and work on it at all. Um, but, uh, no, NFC predictions, boys. Um, you know, I'm pretty – I feel like my mine overall across the board is pretty tame, in my opinion. I feel like mine is, is pretty tame for AFC and NFC. I think it's pretty realistic expectations. Uh, I am excited for a few of the points to talk about next week uh, for the AFC, but I've definitely got some exciting things today for the NFC, uh, especially since, uh, you know, my favorite teams in, in the NFC, Jacob and Ricky, you guys' favorite teams in the NFC. You know, Shane, I feel like, you know, it depends on your mood if you're a Seahawks or Broncos fan, number one. So, I mean, you, either way, you're going to be in some good eating both weeks. Uh, so, going to be a good conversation today. Really excited for it. Um, you guys want to go ahead and jump into it? Let's do it. Do it. So let's start with the worst of the worst, and we'll work our way up from there. So I, I feel we'll, we'll start with the South, okay? Uh, that's going to be the worst of the worst, in my opinion. Uh, let's go to the West from there. Let's head to the North, and let's finish up with the East. There you go. We're running around the country. Uh, all right, so kicking things off in the NFC South. All right, so every year in the NFL, there is always at least one conference that is just a massive shit pile 
where you could potentially have a team make it to the playoffs, barely 500 or under 500. And this year, in my opinion, is the NFC South. I think the NFC South is going to be terrible. Uh, and shout out to our guy Steve as well uh, over here, Sparky3. He sent me his predictions since he knew he wouldn't be able to be here. And he is a ooh, b- buddy. He is aggressively on the NFC South being bad. Uh, so let me go ahead and shout his out because when I saw it, I did like uh, when I when he sent me his predictions, I first zeroed in on a team he had in the AFC South. And no, it's not the Jaguars. It's who he had winning the South. I first zeroed in on that. And I'm just like, the fuck? And then I realized right beside it what he had for the NFC South. And I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, I know they're bad, but this is bad. Steve has the Bucks winning it with a 5-12 and 12 record. <laughs> <laughs> he has the Falcons in second place of the South, also with a 5-12 and 12 record. He has oh the Saints God. in third. Also with a five and twelve record, <laughs> and then he has the Panthers with a three and fourteen record. And who's who's was this? This is Steve. Steve, uh, yeah, I want my, what you're smoking my, right my now, man. Steve. I want what you're smoking, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Hey, but yo, you know, hold <laughs> oh, on, Lord. I I want you know. I know this oh, is jumping gosh. ahead. I know this is jumping ahead, but I do want to shout this out for you boys. He's giving you guys some respect. He has the Eagles coming behind the Cowboys in the NFC East. He's Interesting. Got, he's Interesting. Got, but we'll, I'll give you records when we get there. But yeah, his his NFC South predictions are absolutely top tier. I died when I saw it. And I want to point out when it comes to these records with the Bucks winning at 5-12, and 12, their division record's 4-2. Four and, four and two. So four other five wins came from division, and then they got one other win somewhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, man. Jesus. But uh, anyway, so uh, I'll go ahead and kick mine off. So bottom of the barrel for me. And I think they're going to be bottom of the barrel for a few reasons. I think they're going to have I think they're going to have some serious issues to start off the year. And I think we're going to see a firing here. Uh, and that's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I like I like certain pieces about this team. I just don't like the coaching staff. I don't like uh, Artie Smith over there. Uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of Desmond. Is he going to be the guy we'll see this year? Uh, you know, I love me some Drake London. I, I like Kyle Pitts. I like what they're doing in Atlanta for a few pieces, but I just don't think they're there. Uh, five and 12 for me, oh, and six in division. Uh, next up, I have the Panthers with a six and 11. I think Bryce Young's going to get some sneaky wins for this team. I really do. Uh, like, I think there's going to be some, some games throughout this season where we could see the Panthers come out with a dub. Uh, and just kind of get a little bit of a sneaky win. Uh, one example is I could, you know, which I think this team's not going to be good anyway, but like in week 12, I could see the Panthers get a dub over the Titans, just to give one example. Um, you know, I, I could see, you know, the Panthers getting, you know, uh, beating the the Saints uh, at least once, uh, the Bucks once or even both times. I, I could see the Panthers getting some sneaky wins. Um, for third place, I have the Bucks going 7-10, and 10, but he, listen to me on this, listen to me on this. The Bucks are a team that could float from from seven and ten to nine and eight and make the playoffs. Like I don't think the Bucks are going to be great. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be great. I think Baker Mayfield is going to do just enough for that team. And I look at it from perspective of this team still has a lot of the same pieces as they've had for years of the of that Super Bowl winning team, right? If Baker Mayfield plays just enough, I think this team can get the job done. I just think their schedule's against them. Is ultimately what it is. Um, I think as of now, I've got them going seven and 10. I got the saints winning the division with a nine and eight. Uh, and again, that nine and eight, man, 
like Saints and Bucks. Bucks could finish nine and eight and win the division. Saints could finish eight and nine and come in second place. You know, Saints and Bucks both could come in nine and eight, and it'd be a flip flop depending on how they beat each other. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of if factors in there when it comes to the Bucks. But you know, in my opinion, the Bucks is going to be an interesting team to watch because we could see a Baker Mayfield led Buccaneers team in the playoffs as the four seed at, at a nine and eight record. I think that is entirely possible. I really do. And the Saints. Uh, with them, you know, I, I think Derek Carr is going to be okay. I don't think he's going to be amazing, but I think he's going to do fine. I think I will say this. I, I think it's possible that we're going to see a, a small resurgence of Michael Thomas this year. Nothing like he was, let no. me stress that. But I think Michael Thomas will actually be a factor this year, as well as uh, Chris Olave, of course. Like, I, th- I think this is going to be a team, and I like, I love Jamal Williams at running back. There's a lot of question marks with Alvin, of course, with his legal issues and everything. Uh, but this is a team that I think could be just enough to, to win the division. Like, this is going to be an interesting division to watch because I think they just all fucking suck. Uh, but someone's going to got to make the playoffs, and it, I think it's going to be the Bucks or the Saints. That's my take on the NFC South. I'll go next. Um, so um, mine and yours are almost very, very similar. Um, there's a couple of differences I have. I think the Falcons and the Bucks are both going to go six and eleven. Um, I've got the Falcons with the two and four in the division. I've got the Bucks with three and three. Uh, my biggest issue with the Bucks, uh, they're just, I think they're just going to be too much inconsistency. And I think not having a Tom Brady led quarterback um, is really going to hurt them more than it's going to help them. I think Baker Mayfield. If we could see the Baker Mayfield that we saw in, in L.A. last year at the end of the season. I agree. Um, That's what I'm banking on. That if, is what I'm banking I, on. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and say this right now. If we see the Baker Mayfield that we saw in L.A. at the end of last year, put me the Buccaneers winning this division. I, th- I, th- I really believe that. Yeah, it's going to really come down to how much, how much can he stay consistent. Um, now, obviously, we know the Browns are a shit show. Um, and being able to get away from that organization – I think really helped him more than anything, but um, I, I'm really not banking on the Bucks being very good this year. I agree. Uh, they still have um, some offensive line issues. They still have some core issues where uh, def- defensively, I'm a little bit worried about them defensively as well. Um, and then, of course, everything you said about the Panthers, uh, I'm spot on with the Panthers. I think Bryce Young is going to. He's. I think he will be able to show some. You know, show some flash this year. Uh, but just like any other rookie-led quarterback teams, it's very, very hard to make the playoffs your first year. Yep. And I just don't think they're – even though they're in the right division for them to do it, I don't think the Panthers are going to have enough. I think the Saints have just enough to sneak in. And I've got I, – I've got the – I have the Saints sneaking in at 9-8. and eight. Yep. But I could also see them winning twelve or thirteen games. See, with their schedule, I totally agree because at one point, you know, I I did my predictions so many damn times, man. Like when I was looking at this, there were so many times where the Saints had like ten wins. Like the Saints could legitimately be a double digit win team, so, but they don't fucking deserve it. Right. So look at this, go though, guys. Their first three games, the Titans at home, they suck. Yep. They're at Carolina with a rookie quarterback. Monday that, night, too. And it's a Monday night football, so that could be that could easily be a dub. Um, then they play Green Bay at Green Bay. Green Bay's not going to be very good this year. Hint, they're not going to be very good this year. Yep, I will say they could they I, could start the they could start the season four and zero going to play New England in New England. Yep, I will say I do have the Packers getting that win week three. I don't. Uh, we'll get to the Packers. I don't right, think they're right. going to be very good, but I think the Packers will all. I think it's going to be the Packer, Packers. Packers going to get some sneaky wins like Carolina. 
And that's so my, the my take only, on that. And see, and I flip flop because I have the Saints losing to Carolina in week two. Why? Because Carolina's defense, I, they fair. were smashed last year. And I, I think I think that they're going to have to rely on their defense a lot more. And I think that could be a Derek Carr situation, just still trying to get used to the offense. Uh, but they could lose week two. But all in all, they could start the, they could start the year four and zero just by blinking. So I'm going nine and eight, just for the simple fact is I don't know what we're going to expect from from uh, New Orleans offense this year. Other than I think Derek Carr is a very very good addition. Uh, so I, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, I'll go next. <clears throat> At the bottom of the barrel, I have a team that I think is going to be ripe for a teardown with both Mike Evans and Devin White being ideal trades. If they decide to tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May, which I think they will try to tank for Drake May because there's another team in the NFC that I think is going to get Caleb Williams this year. Uh, yeah, Tampa, I got Tampa Bay at number four at six and 11. I have the Falcons also at six and 11. I have Carolina doing slightly better than both the teams at eight and nine. And then I have the saints at 10 and seven. The reason why I have the saints with double digit wins is because I think the Derek Carr addition alone is going to push this team to new heights. Mm -hmm. I think uh, he is a dramatically big upgrade compared to an aging Andy Dalton and an incompetent Jameis Winston. And he's going to be surrounded by arguably the best supporting cast he's ever had in his career. I think the Saints defense is great. And I think this offensive scheme that Derek Carr is going to be fitting into is going to be the easiest he's had to deal with in his career as well. Okay. Well, that's that's you're gonna be very surprised about the uh NFC playoff predictions as well. I, <laughs> that's all I, can say. I don't know if I agree that this is the best supporting cast he's ever had in his career. Cause I because think well, about it. Devontae Adams. A lot of his weapons and uh a lot of his weapons in Vegas, you know, got arrested and indefinitely and indefinitely suspended from the league. So I mean True, but at the same time, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. I, now the offensive lineman, I will give you that. Yeah. New Orleans offensive lineman is twenty times better yeah. than, than the offensive line. For I think in I terms just, of weapons, honestly, I, I would say last year might have been the best year he's ever had. This is the problem is he had a horrible coaching staff and a horrible offensive line. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're getting fired this year anyway. Hint, yeah. hint, Vegas isn't going to be good either. But I will say, I'll be honest with you, I think the only great receiver that he's ever had is Darren Waller. Yeah, that's fair. That's about it. Devontae Adams is, is he's aging very quickly, and I do not think he is. He's he still had a great year last like year. He, he was just be. a quietly good year because the Raiders sucked. True. Yeah. But I think that was mostly Derek Carr, I'll be honest. I do too, and then they fucking bench him at the end of the year. Yep. That poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you got to go to the Pro Bowl in Vegas, though, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Shane, what about you? What do you got going on for the South? Um, I I try not to overthink this um, much like I do most things, but I'll put it this way, right? There's two things, three things that me and I think Ricky can agree upon, right? There's three key things that you need to have a successful winning football team, yep. right? Good defensive line, 
good offensive line, good quarterback. So I started at the top, right? Where everybody else just where everybody else starts, right? Yeah. Quarterback. So just based on the quarterback alone, you can you, you can kind of get started here. So me, Saints one. Again, this is a toss-up, right? Because if we see uh, a Baker Mayfield with the Panthers or Baker Mayfield uh, before he went to the Rams, I could very easily, surprisingly, see a Carolina sneak in there by possibly beating Tampa Bay both games next year and taking that number two spot. Mm -hmm. But I believe in Baker Mayfield. I have always have probably really un unguided faith in him for some reason and i think tampa bay will will have that number two spot i think bryce young alone just based on talent will do things much like what uh kind of what russell wilson did in his you know first two years as far as there's some games that you probably shouldn't win but because you have a talented guy like bryce young he's going to win you those games um so i have them as a three spot and the Falcons at the four spot, just solely because I do not believe in Desmond Ritter at all. At all. Um, honestly, like, I don't even, I don't even think he's a starting quarterback right now. Um, but then again, like, I don't know the work he's putting in. Like, I haven't seen him on the field that much, except for the little bit that we saw last year. Um, but that's what I have right now, and it's very simple. Um, and I do want to kind of go to Derek Carr and what Jacob was stating about like potentially his best kind of people around him. I would agree, but then it, I, I go back to the year. I don't know exactly what year it was, but it was the year that the Raiders were very, very close to not, uh, they might've been in the conference championship game or maybe uh, uh, in the divisional final, but they, but that year, was probably the best team around Derek Carr. Okay. Okay. I can agree to that. I also agree. I can also feel you on your standings. I do have a question, though, for you about your unguided uh, faith with Baker Mayfield. Do you just have this unguided faith with Baker Mayfield because he's got that dog in him and he tried to run from the police in Fayetteville? <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Is that is that why you believe in Baker Mayfield? I mean, that's... I mean, honestly, that's, that's part of it. I'm not going to lie. But honestly, the, I think the one reason why I think he has a dog in him, bro, and he just doesn't give a fuck, and he he just does, like, he just puts himself out there, whether good or bad, um, is the game against Kansas. Mm. That game against Kansas when he was with Oklahoma, when, like, he went up there being respectful, trying to shake their hand, and they just didn't have anything to do about it. And he basically said, okay, I'm going to give you a middle finger the entire fucking game and shit down your throat. And that's exactly what he did. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I really thought it was a Fayetteville thing. I'm gonna, that's going to be my cannon for you. Baker Mayfield can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate him. Yeah, I know. And that's fair. That's totally That's fair. going on the new video clip. That's going <laughs> on the new video clip. That's epic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'm putting it on the video clip somewhere. That can be Jacob's new <laughs> intro at the very beginning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh.
All right, so we're all on the same page, though. Saints win the division, uh, and based on how we're feeling about the rest of the teams, no one else from that division will obviously be making the playoffs or any of us. I think it's going to be a really crappy division. But the Bucks can win the division, too. There's also a possibility. All right, let's go to the NFC West. Um, so, here we go. Bottom of the barrel for me. We have history once again being made for me with the Cardinals going 0-17. Look, I'll be honest with you. This is a team that, based on the moves they made, uh, I this I feel the same way about another team that we'll get to here in a little bit, a team that I already talked about in our draft recap that I just didn't like what they did because I don't feel like it was anything improving their future. That's still how I feel about the Cardinals, man. I don't think this is a team that is looking at 2023. This is a team to me that I, I look at what they've done and what they're doing, and I see a team that's looking at 2024. They know that they're primed for an incredible 2024 draft with having the Texans pick and their own pick that's probably going to be high. And don't get me wrong, guys. There's some games they could definitely win. I think they could win week one as a possibility. I think they could win week 11 against the Texans as another possibility. Uh, you know, there, there are some games in here where they could get one or two dubs, sure. But they, they also realistically have a pretty tough schedule. I mean, let's take a look at it. You got Giants. You got Cowboys. Of course, you have all your division, which 49ers and Seahawks will be a challenge. You know, the Rams will be a challenge alone just based on Aaron Donald destroying whatever backup quarterback they have. Uh, they play the Ravens. They play the Browns. They play the Steelers. They play the Bengals. You know, they play the Bears. Uh, they play the Eagles. I mean, this is not a schedule that works well in their favor for the team they have. Uh, so I, I have, I'll be real with you, boys. I don't think 0-17 is out of the question. I really don't. I could see them getting one or two wins, but I think they're going to look at getting that number one overall pick. Uh, coming in the third place for me, uh, you know, it, this does suck to see it because I love that quarterback, but I got the Rams coming in with a 7-10. and 10. Uh, I, I just don't think this is the same Rams team that won the Super Bowl magically. Uh, I think I think we're going to see a pretty heavy decline on Stafford this year like we did last year, and I think we are going to see Stetson Bennett get some starts. Uh, I will say that that's going to be one prediction I have for the Rams this year is you will see Stetson Bennett on that field with some starts later on in the year. Uh, I think the I think the defense is going to carry quite a bit. I think Cooper Cup's still going to be a beast, but the offensive line still has a lot of issues. Uh, getting rid of Jalen Ramsey is going to hurt your secondary as well. Uh, this is a, a team that's just going to struggle, in my opinion. I, I think I think that seven and ten could even bounce up to a nine and eight. I think there's a few games that could be just dependent on how well Aaron Donald and maybe Cooper Cup carries that team. In my opinion, those two guys will be the factors for if they do better. But seven and ten is what I've got. And the Seahawks coming in second place. Um, regressing a little bit. I think this is a team that's also going to regress a bit. But I mean, they they could they could bounce anywhere from where I have them two double-digit wins because I've got them going eight and nine. Uh, but Seahawks could bounce anywhere from there to a 10 and seven team, maybe even 11 and six team. Uh, there are a few games in there that are kind of dependent on that. I think like week one, they could lose to the Rams at home. You know, they're at home, got the Rams coming. They could lose that game. They, I have them winning week two. I have them losing week two against the Lions. They could, they could beat the Lions there. You know, week, week four against the Giants. Seahawks could sneak that win on Monday night. I got the Giants winning currently. So there, there's some games in there, like uh, week eight as well. I have them losing to the Browns uh, in Seattle. That's another game that they could win. I mean, there, there are games that they could sneak out and get a better record, but as of now, eight and nine. Uh, and then the 49ers. Uh, look, it doesn't matter who's a fucking quarterback besides that championship game because they didn't have a damn quarterback. Uh, it doesn't matter who's a quarterback, man. This team's going to be good. Uh, they've got the they've got the scheme for it. They have the incredible defense. I have them going fourteen and three, uh, five and one in the division. And their schedule helps them quite a bit, man. I mean, you look at the three losses I've got. I, I do have them losing to the Rams once in week two, 
you know, I, I don't care how, how the Rams are right now. The Rams and Niners, that's a game that I feel like they're going to always split no matter what almost just because of how they've been recently. Uh, I have them losing to the Bengals in week eight, and I have them losing to the Eagles in week 13. And even week 13, I think they could beat the Eagles with a little sense of revenge behind it, you know, after what happened. Um, but uh, that's the only losses I have. So, I mean, they could honestly go 15-2 and two if they beat the Rams week two. Uh, and, and lose to the Bengals and the, and the Eagles. Um, so, I mean, the, the, this is their schedule works in their favor quite a bit. It also helps that you got to play the Cardinals twice. Um, you know, the, you're playing, you know, the Vikings on there, which on Monday night, which kind of goes against the Vikings' favor, in my opinion, unless Kirk Cousins stops failing on prime time, um, you know, for the most part. You know, I, I think the schedule works in their favor. You know, I, I like Brock Purdy a lot. I really do. Uh, I, I, the defense is unbelievable. So, I mean, I think the schedule just works in the 49ers' favor with that 14-3 and record for me. So, um, you and I are definitely in agreement about the Arizona Cardinals. I have them going 0-17. I actually had two – when I first did this, I had two teams going 0-17. And, and then when I redid <laughs> it, I'm like, okay, I'm only going to have one. Because having two of them, that's just, that's just complete garbage. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to slip a bit this year. I've got them going 7-10, and 2-4 and four in the division. I disagree with you about the Rams, though. I think the Rams are going to have a – I think their schedule heavily favors a comeback season for Matt Stafford for their simple fact. And this, this is the way – of course, like I said, you know, this could go either way. You know, week one could definitely go either way. Week two's in the book. San Francisco's going to win that game. Um, week three, though, and the only reason I'm having them pick Cincinnati is because Joe Burrow's probably going to be out for the first month, if not two months of the season. And that's really going to hurt them in, a, in the long run. But I, I just feel like um, with Matt Stafford coming back, and if as long as they're healthy, that was the issue last year, is they were not healthy. As long as they're healthy, they're going to have a chance but with other than that, they play the Colts in week four. The Colts are going to be garbage. Yep. Uh, I do have them uh, losing to Pittsburgh. I have them losing to the Cowboys. I do too. They play They <laughs> play games. Green Bay in week nine. Absolute garbage. Yep. Uh, Seahawks, they're, they're at home against the Seahawks. Another toss-up. I'm still going to lean toward... Uh, still, still lean toward L.A. in that. I've got them beating the Cardinals, obviously. I have them beating the Browns. I have them losing to Baltimore, and I have them closing out with wins... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go four straight because I think by the time they get to uh, San Francisco at the end of the year, it's not going to matter anymore. The, the 49ers are already going to have it wrapped up. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and let the Rams win this game because no one's going to care who wins that game to begin with. So I I just believe, I believe, you know, just deep down, I believe the Rams have a perfect schedule for a comeback for Matt Stafford this year as long as they stay healthy. And then um, I have San Francisco going 13 and four, but I, I'm the same with you. They could easily win 14, 15 games this year. Um, let me see who I have them losing to. I do have them losing week eight to Cincinnati, but that's also because I'm baking on Joe Burrow being back by then. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have them losing to Philly and then I have them losing to LA. I'm sorry. So yeah, I have them losing to LA at the end of the year. So I do have them uh, going 14 and three, not 13 and four. My, my bad, but that is, that is what I have for this division. And yes, I agree with you though, that uh, San Francisco is probably going to be uh, right up there again this year. Like they have been in the last couple. So I agree with you guys. Uh, obviously Arizona is going to be the bottom of the barrel, but I do not think they're going to go. Oh, for 17. Uh, I have them at four and 13 with, I have them splitting with the Rams. I have them beating Cleveland. I have them beating Houston and I have them 
have them beating Chicago. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's not a jab at you, Alex. That's we'll get there. Just, we'll get there. It's how, it's just how the cookie crumbles. Uh, I have the Rams at 6 and 11. I do not think this team is going to get any better uh, over the course of the next two, three years. I think Matthew Stafford's pretty much done. He's won his Super Bowl. Time to retire. Uh, I have Seattle at 10 and 7, and I have the 49ers at 11 and 6. I have Seattle uh, getting swept by the 49ers this season, but Seattle is my top NFC Super Bowl dark horse team. They are loaded on offense, and they devoted their top two picks to fixing their defense. They brought back Bobby Wagner, and they're getting back Jamal Adams. This team, it's ready. It's right there. If Geno Smith can stay as he was the last few seasons, he's going to be, this team's going to be great. Hmm, okay. Even though Devin Witherspoon hasn't even signed yet. He hasn't signed, right? He's the last one, I think. No, he's signed. Yeah, I think he is the last one. No, he's signed. Oh, okay. He did sign? All right. Oh. He signed yesterday. Okay, finally. I do think uh, San Francisco is going to win this division because Brock Purdy is going to be Purdy. Yeah, true. I like me some Purdy. He signed like four years, I think $31.98 million. Okay. All um, right. And they let him. Because the thing is with Seattle, what I heard is they like doing their signing bonuses split, right? So you get like a certain percentage up front. Um, and then you get the rest later on um, just so they can kind of backload that. But I think they they let him have, you know, a, a, either all of it or or more of a percentage up front, and that's why they, like that was the biggest dispute that he was having with the team is that signing bonus and like when he was going to get it. Um, but for me, I'll agree with y'all. Arizona, um, bottom of the barrel. Um, I don't necessarily agree that they'll get to that four win mark, but I also don't think they'll get to. Uh, oh, and 17. Um, I think you really, really, really have to try to win no games um, at this point in, in the NFL. Um, even though as bad as they are, uh, I mean, there's still teams that they can compete with and, and potentially win. Um, so I have them going 2 and 15. Um, and then it, 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 it's mixy, right? As much as I like Brock Purdy, Right. Do we really think he can come back and kind of have that same success that he did last year? The team around him is built for it, but it'll solely rely on him, in my opinion. Um, and that's a lot of pressure for a second year quarterback. Um, but if he does it, great. If not, hopefully Trey Lance somehow pulls it out of his ass. Um, but, um, so that's my only kind of skepticism with, with the 49ers. Because um, honestly, the <clears throat> the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers, there's a question mark at the biggest piece in the entire fucking team and quarterback, right? So you have Matt Stafford coming off the injury. And also with the Rams, you have Cooper Cup coming off the injury. Like, like they had a lot of pieces injured last year. So if they stay healthy, I don't. I think Matt Matt Stafford will take a fall. But a big enough fall to where they're, you know, five and twelve or six and eleven or something like that, I don't think so. 
I don't think he's Matt Stafford's depreciated that much yet. Um, I think w- me personally, I want to see him come. I want to see how he plays after this injury, right? Um, you know, give him like four weeks in the season. Let's see how he plays. Um, but just due to the injury that he had, I am going to put them in that third spot. Um, and I'm going to have them at seven and nine. Um, just because seven and ten. I, oh yeah, seven and ten. Sorry, uh, I don't think he's depreciated as much as people are thinking that he has. Um, but again, it wouldn't surprise me, Alex, like what you said that Stetson Bennett steps in, you know, in the twelfth, thirteenth game of the year and starts the rest of the year. It would not surprise me at all. Um, things I've heard from from like blogs and stuff from their training camp, they're highly impressed with Stetson Bennett. I saw some darts come out of Stetson uh, today. Um, and then the and this is where I'm going to change. This this is where I'm going to I'm differ from y'all. I'm going to put San Francisco here. Ooh. I'm put San Francisco at the two spot at okay. eleven and six. Okay. Seahawks win the division. I sense a little bit of bias Shocker. going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to have Seattle. Winning the division at twelve and five. Okay. Particularly, particularly because, uh, and, and it was really hard, right? Because for me, it, I love Seattle's offense, right? With the with the addition of Jackson Smith and Ajigba, D, uh, DK Metcalf, they seem like they've got that running back position uh, figured out. That's true. Plus all of the. De- Plus all of the additions that Jacob has said on the defensive side of the ball this year, it comes down to Gino. It does. He's right. <clears throat> it comes down to Gino. So if Gino plays like he did last year with the team that he has around him this year, um, with a more consistent running uh, running back uh, field, having another weapon like Justin Smith and Ajigba, having a defense that you can kind of lean on at times uh, when you need it to. I think that's going to help tremendously, and I actually will go the other side. I think Seattle sweep the 49ers in order in order to win the division. Ooh, I like this. This is spicy. Very interesting. Very interesting. Strictly, strictly because right now, second-year quarterback Brock Purdy, even though he did phenomenal last year, there is a ton, a ton, ton, <laughs> ton of pressure on face. him right now. <laughs> if he does not succeed and he does not have a, a good season going into half the year, people are going to be like, hey, put Trey Lance in there. Put Trey Lance in there. Get, get Trey Lance in there. Get Trey Lance in there. Even though I think Brock Purdy is that guy, I've got to see it first. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. There's been a lot of talk about Trey Lance right now. Okay. He's not even number two on the depth chart. It's true. I mean, he's number three. You're forgetting about the man who sees ghosts. You're forgetting about Sam Sam Darnold. Put some respect on that man's name. He beat us. <laughs> watch, watch, watch this. Watch this. Watch like you know something happened to uh, to Brock Purdy again. Then Sam Darnold come in. He plays like another Joe Montana. Just watch. <laughs> I can see it. I could very well see it. 
down deep. So that, so that's the reasoning. I just, I just don't. I, I just got us. I have more belief in Geno Smith's consistency doing what he did last year more than I do a second year Brock Purdy. That's all I come that's down fair. to. That's fair. That's fair. Jane, how about that? How, how how about that reinforcement coming from the Ohio State wide receiver JSN man? He yeah. looks like a dog. He does. Oh, he looks phenomenal. Camp, Shane, he can looks we, great out there. Produce. Shane, can we get that's an OH IO out of you? OH! IO! Oh, he did it! He did it! Shane did it! He did do it! <laughs> he did it! He did do it! <laughs> what a historic moment. <laughs> Look, I had to. Look, Jackson Smith McJigba looks incredible <laughs> for my Seahawks. Um, and hey, him, you? him no compared, him compa- uh, paired with DK Metcalf are going to be a nasty duo. I'm sorry. It is. And you, yeah, to keep in mind, lock it too. Yep. <laughs> Come on, Jacob. Don't be <laughs> he, like that. He's, he's a, he, lost behind those two. Yeah, he, just kinda he fills, is, but he's he just still there as a, the a nice number three slot. Like, come on now. Calm down. He's, he's, he's going to be our little Amandola just out there just filling Calm in gaps. Down. Calm down. He, he can still get the job done. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, all of us on 49ers, except for Shane, gotten Seahawks winning it. And uh, from the sound of it, it sounds like you got the 49ers probably still making the playoffs too with that record. But we'll I see do. as we uh, continue to move forward. All right, boys, let's go to the north, home of, home of my team and home of, of course, the Green Bay Packers. In a new era, Aaron Rodgers list. I've got them I've got them going kind of bad, but here's the thing. I I want Jordan Love to suck. Let me stress this, boys. I want Jordan Love to suck and I think it's totally possible he's going to suck. But just as I guess a scarred Bears Bears fan, there's that part of me that's just like I bet this motherfucker is going to be low key good. I'm going to be so fucking mad. Uh, but even though that's the case, I don't think this is going to be the year for it. If we're going to see Jordan Love maybe take it to the next level, I think it'd be like a next year kind of thing. Almost similar to what happened with Rodgers. I don't remember Rodgers' first year as a starter. I know they didn't make the playoffs. I know they did very mid. I don't remember the record and bother to look it up. Uh, but I know the year after that is when Rodgers kind of turned it on and kind of went from there. If Jordan Love's going to have any sort of successful career, I think it's going to be the same thing. We're not going to see Jordan Love come in and be a Patrick Mahomes his first year. Okay, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I got uh, I got the Packers going seven and ten. Um, wow. Yeah, seven and ten, bottom of the division. Uh, there are some games in there that I kind of gave the Packers, you know, just like giving them the benefit of the doubt because I do, there are a lot of pieces on that team that I do think are good. You know, I've got the Packers winning week three uh, against the Saints, which that's a game that the Saints could very well, you know, win there. Uh, I've got the the Packers uh, beating the Bears week 18, unfortunately, in Lambeau. Hate to say that, but I do have that back. I just went week one, so fuck you. Um, you know, I, there, there are some games in there that I could see the Packers sneaking away with, but seven and 10, I think is pretty fair coming in third place. I have my Chicago bears, but hear me out on this record though. I have the bears going 10 and seven double digit wins because let me tell you, it is very damn possible. Our schedule is in our damn favor. All right. Week one, let me stress. We could lose that game. It's the Bears. It's the Packers. Uh, we we it's, we could lose that game. I'm, we're gonna win that game in Chicago, though. I'm gonna manifest it. But then let's let's go beyond that. Week two, Bucks dub. Week three, Chiefs. All right, we're gonna lose that one. It is what it is. Week four, the Broncos. We could win that one. I have us losing it, but we could win that one. 
Week five against the Commanders, easy dub. Week six, you know, with the Vikings. Could win that one since that one's at home. I have us losing it, but I have us beating the Vikings on Monday night later in the year. Sneaking one away, sneaking a win away for that one. So shout out to that. Uh, Chargers, L there. Saints could be a toss-up. I have us losing. Uh, Panthers, that's a dub. Uh, you know, the Lions at the Lions. I have us losing that one. Again, beating the Vikings on Monday night. Beating the Lions after that. Beating the Browns. Beating the Cardinals. Beating the Falcons. And then losing, losing the pack. I mean, you look at this schedule, and I'm telling you, 10-7 and seven is so easily possible. And there are a few games that I had us lose that we could still win. We could have 12 wins, but I don't think we would be a good 12-win team. Okay, I love my Bears. I'm very excited for this season. We could legitimately have 12 wins and be a mid-tier team because we still need pieces, right? Like, there are still pieces that we need to get better. Like, you know, we got to keep beefing up that offensive line. I love our draft pick. The dude has an unbelievable conditioning I've seen, so the shout out to that. He accidentally took the wide receiver conditioning test and blew it away, so shout out to him. <laughs> uh, like, there are still pieces that we need, but there's a lot of pieces put in place. But the Bears could legitimately be a 12-win team but not look like a 12-win team necessarily. You know what I mean? Just because our schedule really works out in our favor. But 10-7, and seven, I'm rocking with it. I got the Vikings also going 10-7. and seven. Uh, and then the, to lead off the division, I do have the Detroit Lions with an 11-6 and six record. Uh, I think they could get a couple more dubs in there, but I think 11-6 and six is, I think is a good little soft spot for the Lions. Uh, the Lions coming in first, uh, and I do have them locked for the playoffs, and the Vikings would also be locked for the playoffs. The Bears would just miss out. They would be that they would be that eighth team. Um, you know, so the Vikings going to the playoffs with that 10-7, and seven, and the Lions going to the playoffs, of course, is the division winner. So that's what I've got going. Okay, my turn. I have the Green Bay Packers going three and fourteen. I Ooh. have the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers will not win a game until Week Fifteen. Oh my God! Hear me out. Holy shit! <laughs> now they play Chicago. I'll I'll get to Chicago here in a minute, but Chicago's gonna win that game. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons. I have them losing to the Atlanta Falcons in Week Two. Just for the simple fact is, I think Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons are a little bit more put together right now than what the Green Bay Packers are. I think Green Bay is just that terrible. I don't trust Desmond Ritter myself, but I just think the Green Bay Packers are that terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they play the Saints. Then they play the Lions. Now, granted, they could go into Vegas and beat the Raiders, but the Raiders, they're just as terrible too, and the Raiders are at home. It's a Monday night game. Anybody can win that game. Uh We'll get to the Denver Broncos next week, but I also have them losing to Denver, Denver Broncos. Then they have 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Um, Vikings, Rams, Steelers, Chargers, Lions, Kansas City Chiefs, Giants, and then I have them beating the Buccaneers in Week 15. They're not winning more than three games. If they win, If they win more than three games, I'd be very, very surprised. I understand you like some of the pieces. I understand um, I understand where you're coming from because as a Chicago Bear fan... I'm scarred. The Green Bay Packers have scarred you so much over the years. <laughs> it's an abusive relationship. It's, it's almost like... I'm sorry, Jacob, but it's almost like Michigan and Ohio State the last couple of years. They've scarred you for so long, and these last <laughs> two years... Hang on, Jacob. Hang on, Jacob. These last two years have just been this this massive storm of a comeback for Michigan. And dare I say, they're going to do it again this next year. Now, 
you are in that situation with Chicago right now because now you have the upper hand because with, with Aaron Rodgers, this team could even make the playoffs. You think they're going to do any better with Jordan Love? I don't think so. So now, 3-14. and 14, I've got them winning one game at the end of the year. Uh, or one division game at the end of the year. I do have Chicago with the winning record. I've got them going 9-8, and eight, though. I do not have them going... Uh, I do not have them doing double-digit wins. Could they get to 12? Absolutely, but let's face it. The organization itself is a complete joke. Here's the... Here, here, hey, here's it's on the rise. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Here's, here's Cleveland. Whoa. Hang on. Cleveland's at the bottom, but you guys are in second place when whoa. it comes to shit show. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, but here's whoa. the thing. Y'all are way up here compared to Cleveland. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't put us down there with Cleveland. Hang on. Hold, I, hang listen, on. I didn't on. put you down there with Cleveland. Cleveland's at the... Hold on. Listen, listen. Cleveland's right here. Chicago is way up whoa, here in whoa, second whoa. place. When it Even comes still, to... hold on. Arizona was making their players okay, buy food. Hang on, Come hang on. on. Hang on hang what hang are on. we doing? I forgot about Arizona. You're right. I forgot about Arizona and Washington. So there you go. You're fourth yeah. place right now. Okay. It's okay to be fourth from wow. the bottom. Okay. It's okay to be fourth place. Really put Chicago below Washington and Arizona just then. <laughs> hey, you and I can both agree on that. How many games did Chicago win last year? Hey, calm down. We're about okay. to go, We're about to go okay. double digits just, this just, year, baby. Just, 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 just making just make sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet they're not even going to get to double digits, but that's okay. We'll I, make that bet. I have uh, I have the Vikings going 11-6. I have the Detroit Lions going 12-5, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. Whenever I first did the schedule, I had the Lions going 14-3, and I'm like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> 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 nope. <laughs> I, can't, I can't bank that much on it. But I do, I do believe this Detroit Lions team I think they're going to be able to build off from what they had last year. They have, they have most, if not everybody, coming back. Why would you not want to watch this team this year? They've got to stay healthy for in order for them to do this. But I think the Detroit Lions are going to win this. I think they're going to go twelve and five with one division loss. Jacob, you look very upset, and I know it's about the Ohio State comments. I'm so sorry, go ahead and man. Let it out. But I'm just <laughs> hey, but think about it. Think about it. Ohio, think about it. Ohio State has been Michigan's kryptonite for so long. That's all I was trying to get at. And it was the only thing that came to my head at the time. They've been, <laughs> Ohio State has been Michigan's kryptonite for years. And all of a sudden, the last two years, the tables have turned on them. And yes, I'm sorry, Jacob, it's going to happen again this year because Ooh. Michigan returns 80% of their starters and Ohio State's basically rebuilding again. Okay, A few let's weeks go from now, we're doing Power 5 predictions. I that can't is wait. Very, that is very true, but I'm just saying. Sorry, Jacob. I will put it as simply as this. Ricky? <laughs> you have lost your credibility to me. Hey, you know I'm right, though. You Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how I'm wrong. Who has... Who right, has oh, hang on. North predictions. Hang on. Uh, that is very true, but, tell, but hang on a second. Tell me how I'm wrong about Michigan-Ohio State. Who has owned that? Who has owned that series the last 20 years? Ohio State. And it hasn't been even close. And then all of a sudden, the last two years, the table's turned. That's all I'm saying about Chicago Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers have owned the Chicago Bears. You heard Aaron Rodgers say it that I own you. And that's why that's that, you know, that's that's why Alex is scarred right now. I am scarred. That's all the comparison I made. I'm not saying that the Michigan pr football program is better because you and I both know that's not so right. So in this whole scenario, you're comparing the Bears to Michigan, essentially. Uh, yes, yeah. with the exception that, that the Michigan, Chicago Bears yeah, are not. Yeah, with are, the exception that the Bears are are not there yet, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. eventually they will be. Okay, go ahead, Jacob.
I cannot wait for a few weeks for now. <laughs> I cannot. I just can't. I can't Power wait five, baby. <laughs> you you just want to save your your fight your your comeback to this? Just you want to keep it loaded in the chamber for a couple of weeks from now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it boil. Okay, a little bit. All right, let it boil. Let it let it cook. Let it cook. Way down to one on the stove, so uh, that way it simmers a little. You bit. You gonna throw it in the crock pot? Let it let you know kind of sit there for a little bit. Yeah, right, slow bet. cooking. There you yep. go. There you go. <laughs> But rest assured, it will be a delicious comeback. Oh, I can't wait. Is it going to be for the video? It's going to be for the intro video? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll You're see. You're going to love me for it. We'll see. <laughs> All right. NFC okay. North. NFC North. I have this division. This division is, in my opinion, anybody's ball game. All four of these teams are mid, in my opinion. At the bottom of the barrel, actually, just to, just to let you guys know, this whole division is decided by two games. Two games separates the fourth and the first. That's fair. Chicago is number four at seven and ten. Disrespectful. I think that they have <laughs> a lot of talent, but they need, they desperately need time to develop their playmakers. And I think that's still going to shine this year. Green Bay is number three at eight and nine. Disrespectful. They're not going to win eight games. They most certainly will. I do not see them. They're <laughs> not, not winning not eight games. Every game until week 15. They're going to lose every game to week 15. And they're going to finally get to those <laughs> NFC South teams that suck. <laughs> Man, if they listen, li their, their offensive core is young, but honestly, it's exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns, but there's a lot of talent still. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't. If, so you're telling me. Look, if the Packers start like 0-6, I'm going to lose my mind. How many games? Like, oh All right, my so God. hang on. Th this, this is where we're going to disagree, my friend. Aaron Rodgers. How many games they win last year? Nine? I think it was like nine, yeah. You mean to tell eight, me they're going to be one it, less game without Aaron Rodgers? They're going to only... They're only going to win one less game without Aaron Rodgers with this crappy team? Yes, because Aaron wasn't playing to his fullest potential last season because he didn't want to be in Green Bay. I don't blame him there. Would you <laughs> want to be in Green Bay? <laughs> Do you know what's in Wisconsin? Cheese. Exactly. <laughs> I want to go to Wisconsin now. <laughs> uh, at, <laughs> at number two, and this is my, this might shock you guys considering who you had at your number one, but number two, I have Detroit at nine and eight. Interesting. Okay. And then I also have Minnesota winning the division at nine and eight. <laughs> Very close like division. It. Okay. All okay. Right. So okay. Detroit, I think their offense is phenomenal, but they Defense shot themselves in the foot by not taking key players in the draft to reinforce their bottom five defense. They didn't even get a cornerback, and that's like the, the top position going into the offseason that they needed. Yeah, but they got Didn't Jack fucking Campbell. Yeah, but say Jack Campbell's going to ruin really, yeah. But their secondary is depleted. There's nobody in their secondary. Who needs a secondary have, when you have Jack fucking Campbell? They had a bottom five defense last season. <laughs> Slinging his dick around up there. Why, why draft players and get players in the offseason to go towards your top five offense when you have a bottom five defense that needs reinforcements desperately i do agree that like in one sense like that pick of uh gibbs whatever was his name right jamar gibbs yeah that pick i still like i mean if he ends up being a superstar for him awesome 
But I, I feel like that one is one where you could have gone defense as well and still gotten Jack Campbell. Because I love the Jack Campbell. I will defend that one forever. That's awesome. That's Dan Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell would have been on the board. I almost yeah. guarantee you Jack Campbell would have been on the board when they came back around. I, I agree. I 100% agree. That guy was going to go second round. Uh, but I love that Jack Campbell pick. I love that he's a first rounder. I'm here for it. But yeah, that 12th pick, I think it was, they could have gone cornerback or something. I do agree with you on that. But but I think Minnesota's 13 and 4 record last year was a complete farce. I think that I do agree with you on that. Dude, it it's it's going to show this year because the Vikings last year, they had so many games that they like barely scraped by and got that record. Oh yeah. I agree with and, you one hundred percent. And it showed through in the playoff loss to the Giants because they got absolutely obliterated by the Giants. I agree. I agree. All right, Shane, what about you? What you got? Well, first off, I'm going to start with this. I almost... It's hard to, to, to side with Ricky sometimes because as, an, <laughs> as a fellow Arkansas fan, I just know that I'm going to catch some fucking strays from Jacob in two weeks because of the delusional shit that Ricky says. Hey, hey, hey. 65% of the time. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. First of all, a lot of my delusions have come true. I will say this much. I was the only one who had faith in the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. So let's That's get that, fair. so let's get that straight. And I can't think of many of them right now. But uh there's a couple more but I've already, I've already stung, you know, Jacob for one day. So we'll, we'll go ahead and leave that alone. I cuz <laughs> I, I called I called Michigan. I called Michigan beating Ohio State at the beginning of the season last year. I called it and yes, I know you caught Arkansas going 6 and 6 last year and you know what you were right about that. But I'm just telling you my delusion and sometimes do come true, okay? And I just named two of them. Now, um, I forgot what I was going to say at number three. Go ahead, Shane. I'll think of it later. <laughs> I'm saying I, I side with Rick in a lot of stuff, but this episode, I want like, did you bring something else in that Pepsi cup of yours? Because this shit's <laughs> it's wild rock, today. It's, it's, it's actually just a cover. It's uh, It actually helps keep the can a little bit cooler. It's just Rockstar. Okay. He, he's pretty, right. he put something in that rock star. Make Go sure support Rogue right. Energy, by the way, so you death. don't have you, you know you so you don't have delusions like him. Go pick up some Rogue Energy <laughs> with our referral <laughs> link down below. Promo code Sparky three to get ten percent off. That way you won't have delusions like Ricky. Excellent. That was perfect. That that's was gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be our new slogan for Rogue Energy. For I didn't while. even like y'all when we were Print friends. It. <laughs> Print it and paste it on a shirt. Let's get that in the stores immediately. Hey, as long as I get like, you know, half half the money back from the merchandise, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I I am kind of in the middle with Green Bay here. I think they will be at the bottom. I don't think they get to seven wins. But I also don't think they'll they'll be bottom of the barrel three and fourteen. Um I think they'll 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 hit somewhere in the middle. Probably in the five range. I think best case scenario six and eleven, um, and that's just if um, Jordan Love plays better than what we think he is right now. Um, you know, by what I've heard from other Green Bay players and in interviews and stuff, he's God apparently. So if he plays like God, they may win the division. That's very doubtful. I don't think he can walk on water. Um, third, I'm going to have Chicago at nine and eight. Um, 
split decision, I'm going to have Minnesota second, also at nine and eight. And then first, I'm going to have, of course, the new Detroit Lions at 10 and seven. Okay. Um, I think this whole thing with Dalvin Cook makes the difference between Minnesota winning the division and not. I even, I even fiddled with the idea of Minnesota play, like being in that third spot and Chicago being in that second spot because I think Dalvin Cook is that big of a piece for them, and I don't think he will be on their roster come, you know, preseason or even first week of the season. Um, so that's the main thing because I think Dalvin Cook, even though. I believe Kirk Cousins. I believe Kirk Cousins probably more than anybody in the world right now. But I think what allowed him to play to his level was Dalvin Cook being able to take that pressure off of him. Now he's not going to have that. So I think we're going to kind of see a downfall from Kirk Cousins this year, even with the weapons that he has. Um, that's why I, I have him. I have them second. But I did fiddle with Chicago being in that second place over Minnesota, but I just think Chicago's team in general is not there yet. You guys have a lot of faith in Detroit, I will say that. I love that. Like, one went away from a playoff win last year. One went away from a playoff last year. At the end of the day, this is, this is where I say it. Because I was thinking the same thing, Jacob. But, I mean, we see it in college. And we've seen in the last five years in, in professional football, less and less teams are caring about defense. They want to put up points. You know, yeah. especially after that Chiefs and Rams game that was like ago, 49 yeah. to 48 or whatever. A lot One of teams of were kind of just loading up the offense and just going fucking gung ho. Um, so, I mean, it could very well be a thing to where. You know, if their team doesn't put up 35 points a game, they're not going to win. But I think their team, their offense is going to be very high-powered and be put up a lot of points, especially if Jameer Gibbs steps up. Yeah, yeah but even last year, you saw Detroit's defense ruined their season for them. They already had a top-five offense, but their, their bottom-five defense ruined everything for them. And that's a lot of the reason why you have that young core T from last year. They're they're young. You're you're gonna see that. There's there's gonna be improvements made. And for the record, I said at the end of the last I said at the end of last season Detroit was gonna win the Detroit was gonna win the division this year. So I have to pick Detroit to win the division. He did say that a while ago. <laughs> so yeah, I said that a long time ago. So I mean, it just I know I see where you're coming from. But we're not in 2022 anymore. We're in 2023. And when you have a young defense like they had last year, you're going to see gaps like that, Jacob. You're going to see gaps in the secondary. You're going to see gaps on the defensive line. You're going to see that. But that's the whole part of being young and, and, and maturing up another year. Make it Maturing another year, especially in the National Football League, makes all the difference in the world. And I'm telling you, when you have situations like with the Green Bay Packers losing Aaron Rodgers and the situations that they've had in Green Bay, when you have the situation because Chicago right now, they're they're still young. They're, they're still trying to figure that out. They're still trying to figure out their quarterback situation if Justin Fields is going to lead them along the way. And then you look at just Minnesota right now. Minnesota was depleted by that one playoff loss last year. Depleted. 
and they didn't bring back Dalvin Cook. They still have Justin Jefferson. <clears throat> they still have Kirk Cousins, which I think is still going to be a do as long as they, you know, they got together and if, as long as they mended things. But how do you not see this Detroit Lions team all of a sudden? They're the only ones without drama right now. The rest of them have had nothing but drama in the last couple of years. It's a beautiful thing. But if you look at if you look at Detroit's schedule, j- j- just for their 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 away games specifically, yes, I agree with Chiefs, you. Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Ravens, Cowboys. Yes, there's five losses right there. I've I got, do not see I've them winning them, a single one of those games. I've got them. I've got them going seven and one at home and five and four on the road. That's where I get. That's where I got my little in between. For uh, my eleven and six, I have them actually going eight and zero at home and then three and six away. Like that's that's where they're going to get hurt. Is that away schedule? But I, I think they have enough of a of a home schedule that could pull out in their favor personally. And that's and that's and that's that's kind of where I went with the twelve wins, and that and you no know, and I did look at the away schedule. The away schedule is pretty tough. You know they they start off at Kansas City. Yeah. You, know, you know they're not beating Kansas City on Kansas, at Kansas. Not, not on the not on the the only Super away game ring ceremony night. But I have them. I so this is this is the away games that I have. I have them beating Green Bay at Green Bay. I yeah, have them too. going down to Tampa and beating Tampa Bay. Me too. Um, I do have them losing on the road to the Ravens. Uh, but I have them beating the Saints in New Orleans. I have I them too. beating Chicago in Chicago, and I have them beating Minnesota. I think they're going to split with Minnesota. I think they're going to bring everything they've got for that game. And th- those are the those are the five wins that I have. I have them going five and four on the road. Who wins week two against Seattle? I have the Lions winning, but that's I have the Lions winning. That's a home that game. That could literally go either way. In the my one opinion. the one home loss that I have for the Detroit Lions is Minnesota at the end of the year because I don't think it's going to matter. Think they can beat Denver in week 15 as well? I know they're going to beat Denver in week 15. I have them beating Denver, but that is also in the realm for me where it's like a toss-up. Like, there are certain wins that I have in here that in my mind, these are going to be locks. Like, I'll go ahead and say that like the week 18 one you just mentioned, that's a lock to me. I think the Lions are going to win that game because I think that game is going to be very important for the division. And I got the Lions winning that game and win the division because of that. But like the Broncos uh, in week 15, that's a toss up. Um, the uh, Seahawks in week uh, week two, that's a toss up. Uh, there, there are definitely some toss-up games in here where it's like a week 13 with the Saints. I would even argue that could be a toss-up. Sna- Saints at home, they could sneak away with that win, you know, even though I think that the Lions are the better team. Uh, th- there are some games in here that I think the Lions could, you know, could definitely l- still lose and bring that down to like a 9-8. and eight. But I think a sweet spot for the Lions this year is a 9-8 and eight to 11-6. and six. I think that's kind of their sweet spot. Okay. I, I, honestly, I agree with you, but I agree with you in the sense that that sweet spot is every team in this division, personally. And you know what? I I I can agree to that. I mean, my highest winning record is eleven and six. You know, and then I have two ten and sevens and a seven and ten. So I do agree with you in that realm. I think that's possible for this whole division. This division's a very mid tier division this year. Uh, all this right. division will be decided upon the in division games. Yeah. Also, before I continue to forget, let me shout out Steve's predictions uh, for the two divisions we just wrapped up. Uh, for the NFC West, he has the Cardinals going three and fourteen. He has the Rams going seven and ten. The Seahawks going seven and ten, and the 49ers going twelve and five. Uh, for the NFC North, he has the Packers going nine and eight. He has the Bears going eleven and six, and the Lions twelve and five, and the Vikings fourteen and three. 
All right. With that said, let's go ahead and hop over to the NFC East side. Don't forget his. Let me go ahead and shout that out, too. Uh, Washington, he's got going 2-15. Uh, and 15. Eagles, 12-5 and five in third place. Cowboys, 13-4 and four in second place. And the Giants with a 14-3. and three. Tim in first place of the division. So that's Steve's. So going over to mine. I made this very, very perfectly clear when we did draft recap. <clears throat> I think the commanders have done nothing to assist them for this year. The draft, in my opinion, was horrible outside of maybe one player. This is a team to me that, like the Cardinals, they are looking at 2023. Or I mean, 2024, they are not looking at 2023. And when it comes to the commanders looking at 2024, I do think one reason is I think they want Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is from the area. He is a, a Washington fan, unfortunately for him, that poor guy. Um, you know, I think this is a guy that, you know, the commanders are going to gun for. I really do, especially with new ownership coming in. They want their guy. They want the guy that they're going to have a maybe a hand in, like, telling the GM or telling the president or telling the coach, this is who we want. They're not going to just go with Sam Howell unless Sam Howell turns out to be a monster, which I think Sam Howell can be fine, but the unfortunate thing for Sam is he's just in a losing situation. Uh, I have the commanders going 1-16. That one win, week one, Arizona. Lose 16 after that. Like, and it's also because their schedule does not work out for this team. I think this team is going to be bad, and I think they're going to be trying to compete for that number one pick, which is not – I think week one is going to be funny between those teams because I think both teams are like, all right, who's going to who's gonna try to suck the, you know, the, the most, you know? So I think it's going to be pretty fascinating week one there. I do have the Cowboys in third place uh, with a 10-7 and seven record. Uh, I think that could flex up a little bit. I think 10 wins, I feel like is the, is the, is the minimum in my opinion for the Cowboys. So I think that, you know, I think it go any, I think it can go higher from here. I think there's a higher ceiling for it. Uh, I've got the giants with an 11 and six. Uh, and then I have the Eagles with a 15 and two. The Eagles are just too damn good, man. They are too damn good. They got added too much damn pieces this off season. And dude, like their schedule, like, the only losses I have for the Eagles, I do have the Cowboys beating them. Week 14 in Dallas, I have Dallas sneaking away with that dub. And then week 18, I have the Giants winning because I don't I don't think the Eagles are going to play that game. I really don't. At that point, that they have the number one seed in the conference locked up. They have the division well locked up. The so Giants are going to sneak away with that dub uh in the final week of the year but i will say with how things have played out for my entire nfc predictions eagles giants and cowboys all three playoff teams uh for me with how it's all played out with here on nfl predictor that i'm using uh so shout out to that cowboys going to the playoffs as the sixth seed so um washington you and i have the exact same record with the exact same win week one uh yeah they're, they're that terrible um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the final score was like nine to three or six to three or something like that with some stupid field goal score or anything like that. Um, I really, really struggled with the Dallas Cowboys, and a lot of it just came down to the fact that um, number one, which Zach Martin, we'll get to him probably later on with him holding out and everything like that, which I think is stupid, but um, that's another topic for a different day. I do have the Giants in third, but I don't think the Giants are in any other be any other better situation. I only have the Giants going nine and eight this year, 
And a lot of it, I think they're going to regress a little bit because of the Saquon Barkley situation. Um, even though he signed the deal, I still think he is, I'm not going to say he's going to hold out that much, but I think we're going to see an almost similar situation to what Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay last year. I don't know if Saquon wants to be there because they're not going to be able to pay him. They're not going to pay him running back money or high tier money, if you want to put it that way. Um, and so I just think that situation could be be a main factor. But I could also easily see the see the Giants winning twelve games. I could I could see that as well. I really struggle with the Cowboys schedule because one of the things that me and Jacob, as Cowboy long term Cowboy fans that we are, we have to grind for seventeen weeks, no matter how many <laughs> wins and losses that we have. We have to grind it out for seventeen weeks. Yep. And look who we have in week two, Jacob. Yep. Our kryptonite, Aaron Rodgers. Our kryptonite, Aaron Rodgers. We are at home in week two, and you and I both know that game's going to be a toss up. I, I'll be real with you, boys. I have both you guys. I have the Cowboys losing weeks one and two. I have the Cowboys <laughs> winning week one. I have them losing week two. Um, I have. Now, them- I would like to say that, yes, we are facing Aaron Rodgers, but this is not playoff Aaron Rodgers. Playoff Aaron Rodgers is our kryptonite. Regular season Aaron Rodgers is 50-50, statistically. I, I, I give you that much. I give you that much. And so, yeah, I may, I may lean you know more toward the other way later on. But moving on. Uh, New England has usually been our kryptonite. You know, over the years, we have not done well against New England, but they don't have Tom Brady anymore, and they suck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I do have us losing to the 49ers. I also have us losing to the Chargers. Uh, I do have us beating beating the Rams. I have us splitting with Philly. They're going to sweep the Giants. They're going to sweep Washington, and then they're going to go on a tear toward the end of the year. The one game that's are, that's even a bigger toss-up for me, just for the simple fact is, is that I don't know how the Buffalo Bills are going to really, really like secure themselves this year or anything like that. But the only reason I have us losing Week 15 of the Bills is because it's cold-ass weather. Um, and that's the only that's reason fair. why I have them losing. But um, I have the Cowboys going 12 and five with a with the one that one division loss with Philly. And then um, I have Philly going 14 and three for all the same reasons. The only thing that makes me that makes me kind of cringe at Philly, you know, winning 14 games is if you look historically, teams who lose the Super Bowl typically don't do very well the next year. And I think the only exceptions we can take in the last decade or so, Kansas City being one of them with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tom Brady. And I think there was one year the Pittsburgh Steelers lost in the Super Bowl and still made the playoffs the very next year. But other than that, they tend, uh, other than those three exceptions that I can think of off the top of my head, teams who lose the Super Bowl for whatever reason struggle the very next season. But I think with the core that this Eagles team has, I think 14-3 and three is a very good record for them. Um, and only time will tell. We will see. As of now, I feel like the Eagles are going to be in the same realm that the Chiefs were when they lost Super Bowl to the Bucks. I, I just think the Eagles are too loaded of a team right now. Uh, where I'm with you, I, they lost Super Bowl, sure, but I think I don't think that's gonna make them lose a lot of games. I think they're gonna be right back. So I'm with you on that. Okay, uh, so I was not nearly as harsh on the Washington Commanders. 
as you two were. Uh, also, on my prediction notes, I have Washington Commanders question mark because who knows if they're going to be the Commanders going forward. That's true. They new could owner go back could to the football team. New they owner could, could already any change other the name. name. I will say if they who go knows? back to the football team, I understand it's the Commanders logo, but I actually like that W quite a bit. I think it's pretty sick. Keep the keep the W to change the name. Yeah, I I mean I liked the Washington football team not at first, but it grew on me. Yeah, Commanders is just kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have them going seven and ten. What? With their, wow! With their biggest win coming against the Jets. Wow! I I honestly <laughs> think that the Washington Commanders defense is going to keep them in games to allow Sam Howell to develop. And towards the end of the season, you're going to see Sam Howell become a pretty decent quarterback. Are you drinking some rock star energy over there? <laughs> hey, smoking <Nope>. something up there. <laughs> uh, I have the Giants going nine and eight. Say we agree uh, on that. They, the Giants do squeak in as the seventh seed in my uh, playoff predictions. And then to top it off at two and at one, I have Dallas and I have Philly both going 12 and five hmm. Dallas's five losses. Two of them, they get swept by the Eagles. I have us losing to the bills. I have us losing one game with the giants. And then I have us losing against the chargers. You think we'll beat the 49ers in week five? I do think we will. Okay. Because I, I we can beat the 49ers too. all day long in the regular season, but when it comes to the damn NFC divisional game, we can't we can't seem to do anything against them. Yeah, you have uh <laughs> you you have uh, Zeke Elliott trying to block a defensive lineman. <laughs> Don't remind us. <laughs> why do you have to remind <laughs> us of our nightmare that man? That play is one of the worst, <laughs> it's probably the worst play call I've ever seen. That the, wasn't his fault, though. That the, wasn't the, Dak's the, fault. The Colts fake punt they attempted is not as bad as that as what the Cowboys did there. Oh Lord. Oof. Yikes. Uh so as far as the Cowboys go, it's Super Bowl or nothing. If, at least that's what I'm thinking. The roster's loaded to the brim with talent. And they brought in much needed veterans in at major positions while spending next to nothing for the majority of them. Both Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks being added into full into the fold raises like the ceiling tremendously yeah. for mm -hmm. Dak, especially. But can Dak lower his interception rate? He'll be tested, I think, in the road games against the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the 49ers specifically. And if he can't play like he did in 2020 before the ankle fracture, we will never see 10 plus wins again, as long as he's quarterback. Mm, okay. Very interesting. The season very much relies on his touchdown interception ratio. And I wholeheartedly agree because we like, cause you look at the running game, you know, I know Tony Pollard signed his deal, you know, his franchise tag, he's wanting to get more money. Um, maybe deuce vaughn will get some touches this year you know we'll, we'll see we'll see I if think that pays will. off and bro deuce vaughn in those training camp videos <laughs> he looks like a toddler it's still hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey i don't care hey but here's the thing that was still my favorite pick of the draft by far oh same by same. far my favorite pick of the draft but as far as the offseason goes my favorite pickup for the cowboys is stefan gilmore yes yes i agree okay 
right. Shane, what about you? What do you got going on? Um, I mean, the as far as the one through four, the, they're the exact same, right? Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Um, I think Commanders will have the worst record in the NFL, whether that's on purpose or do the team be in shit. That's, uh, you know, up for them to decide. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, sounds like an 0 and 17 year for them. No, I don't think it'll be that bad. Um, I don't I don't think anybody wants that record, right? I don't think anybody wants that 0-17 um, asterisk next to their name, regardless if they're tanking or not. Um, but I do see, I mean, I, I see potentially a 2-15, 3-14 type of year uh, for the Commanders. Um, I do believe in Sam Howell that he could be maybe not a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback or, you know, an all-pro quarterback or anything like that. But I think he's he could be a very capable mid-tier NFL starting quarterback, right? Um, something like we're not really talking about him that he's the greatest or that he's super good, but um, pretty much the definition of a game manager, right? He comes in, does his job, put puts up pretty decent numbers. Um, now, whether they win games, I think that's really dependent on how progressive he is in the offense and the weapons around him, which right now are kind of questionable, except for Scary Terry. So we'll see. Um, the Giants, I have them going 9-8. Uh, and eight. Um, I think they'll, they'll match the same win total as last year, um, which will kind of be a sad thing for the Giants fans. But I think... As far as an eye test on the field, you'll still see um, things getting better, if that makes sense. Um, which is also kind of scary because Saquon very well is out the door come next year. Um, and then with the Cowboys, I also have them going 12-5. and five. But I have the Eagles, number one, going 13-4. and four. Um, because I think the Eagles sweep the, sweep the commanders. Um, I want to say they sweep the giants, but I don't think they will. They'll probably split. And I think they split with the Cowboys. Um, but it really, it's going to come down to really whoever can sweep the giants. I think whether it's the Cowboys or Eagles, whoever sweeps the giants will probably win the division or whether the Eagles or Giants sweep each other, which I don't think that will happen. I think the Eagles and Cowboys are pretty much going to sweep their, I mean, split their home games, right? So Eagles are probably going to win at home. Cowboys are probably going to win at home. Or it's going to be vice versa, and they each win their away game. But I think no matter what, Eagles-Cowboys will split like they did last year. Um, so it really just comes down to that Giants game. Who sweeps the Giants? Um, or who gets swept by the Giants. That's going to make the difference in this division. Um, and I just think the Eagles are going to get that edge. Um, because the thing with the Eagles, they didn't get worse in the offseason. They only got better. And this was a team that was in the Super Bowl. So it's very hard for me not to put them number one. Okay. All right. All right, boys. Uh, let's hit our... NFC playoffs real quick and just go ahead and knock that out versus doing a playoff dedicated episode in a couple weeks. 
Um, okay, so for my playoff teams, uh, the way it lined out is Eagles 1, 49ers 2, Lions 3, Saints 4, Giants 5, Cowboys 6, Vikings 7. So for me, I got the 5-seed Giants going to the 4-seed Saints. Give me the Giants there. 6-seed uh, <coughs> Cowboys going to the 3-seed Lions. Give Don't. me the Lions. <laughs> Oh, Give me the lines. A... And then the seven seed Vikings going to the two seed 49ers. Give me the 49ers there. Going from there, we have the three seed lines to the two seed uh, 49ers. Give me the 49ers. <laughs> and then give me the one seed Eagles versus the Giants. So it's going to be a rematch of last year with the Eagles still winning and going to the Super Bowl. That's my playoff predictions. So my standings are almost very, very similar to yours. I do have Philly at one, San Fran two, uh, Detroit three, New Orleans four, Cowboys five. I've got the Rams six and the Vikings seven. Um, I do have the Cowboys going on the road to beat the Saints. Um, I have the Lions beating uh, the Rams to move on, and I have the 49ers beating the Vikings. And then next up... um, this is where our hearts get broken and the Eagles beat us again. Or and so for the th- <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're just gonna just call it we're just gonna call it like it is. And then I have the upset of the century. I'm kidding, I'm not that delusional. Uh, San Francisco will move on. And then I have San Francisco beating the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. Uh my one through seven is Eagles, 49ers, Saints, Vikings, Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants. I have the number seven seed Giants going to the number two 49ers. I have the Giants winning this. Oh, <laughs> I like only it. Because <laughs> by the time that, you know, the playoffs roll around and wild, super, super wild card weekend or whatever rolls around. 49ers have a shit ton of injuries, key injuries every year. I think the Giants can capitalize on that because the Giants usually aren't as injury prone towards the end of the season. I have the number six seed Seahawks going to the Saints and I have the Saints winning. I have the number five seed Cowboys going to the number four Vikings, and I have Cowboys winning because the Vikings are very depleted as a t- as a overall team. Uh, and in the divisional round, I have the Giants going to the Eagles, and I have the Eagles winning, and then I have the Cowboys going to the Saints, and I have the Saints winning. The NFC Conference game is the Eagles versus the Saints. I have the Eagles winning, don't worry. But... I like the Saints team going deep into the playoffs. Wow. Okay. Like it. All right. And who'd you have making to the Super Bowl? I'm sorry. The Eagles. Okay. All right. All right, Shane, what about you? What's your playoff predictions based on uh, everything we went through? Um. So as far as uh, my division winners, uh, let me go back here. I'm sorry. Saints, um, Seahawks, Lions. Yeah, Eagles, so Eagles, Eagles, Lions, Saints, and Seahawks, my four division winners. Um, my next four up, or is it next six? It's I next. Forget. It's next. It'd be next three. It's seven total teams. 
Okay. So I, like I know you had 49ers um, and Cowboys. I don't know who I don't remember who your other one was. I don't know yeah, if it was the Vikings so or not. Cowboys, Cowboys, 49ers. Um and then it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a toss up between the uh Giants or Vikings. How do you have it playing so out? Either, you got going to the Super Bowl. Um, as as far as a breakdown on the bracket, I don't know what my matchups would be because I don't have a bracket in front of me. Okay. Uh, do you know? And I don't know. Like, the NFL is always weird. They don't have like set numbers. Like you play you, and yeah, you it's always you do. Yeah, it's always set numbers. Okay. So, I mean, I guess maybe you can help me draw it out. But, I mean, my favorite in the NFC is going to be the Eagles. Yeah, let's just go ahead and narrow that down. It's the Eagles for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just to kind of It's one of the birds. That, yeah, it's one of the regardless, birds. <laughs> regardless, I have the Eagles being there. Um, if not, um, I think my top three, honestly, my top three NFC kind of potential Super Bowl teams would be Eagles, Seahawks, and Cowboys. Okay. All right. That would be my top three. Mm. I, I, Jacob's just giving you the okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So the last thing here for NFC predictions is I wanted all of us to do four key takeaways from our predictions. Keep them short and sweet because I wanted to potentially use them all in separate short-form content, you know, so for YouTube shorts and TikTok. So short and sweet, just your four key takeaways from your predictions. Uh, for my four, number one, Bears 10 win season is very easily possible. Just go look at the schedule. I think it's very possible we can get 10 wins. Even I think it, we can even get 12 wins. Uh, number two, Commanders and Cardinals both are looking at 2024. They're not looking at this year at all. These teams are going to absolutely stink. Uh, number three, the Bucks could 100% be a playoff team. This division will suck. It will be the Saints or the Bucks, and they will get in with an eight and nine or nine and eight record. It's completely possible to see the Bucks get in. And number four, this will be Matthew Stafford's last year in the NFL. Uh, I don't think the Rams will be super great. Uh, I think we will see some regression from Matthew Stafford. And unfortunately, there are some personal things that has now popped up in his life once again. Tease and peace to his wife. Uh, with the possibility of cancer returning, I, mm. I just I don't think this will be. Uh, I think this will be the last we see of Matthew Stafford. Those are my four uh, key takeaways for my NFC predictions. So um, I will go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and second that with you. I think this will be Matt Stafford's last year, um, but I still think with a healthy offense, I think that Rams will still sneak twelve wins in uh, on this. Uh, number two, I totally agree with you with the Arizona Cardinals and, and Washington. But I'll go with another key takeaway, and I'm going to go with – so instead of stealing your second one, I'm going to make another second one. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I'm going to go to the New York Giants because that's my biggest question mark of the entire deal is what – are, are we going to see a surgence from last year? Because last year, no, I, don't, I didn't expect the Giants to be very well. So we could possibly see a surgence for that. Uh, my third takeaway is the Seattle Seahawks. Because uh, I could also see them doing basically the same exact thing that I just mentioned with uh, with the Giants. The only reason I don't give them as much love as I do everybody else is because Pete Carroll's a criminal. Um, and then, <laughs> last but not least, uh, the Green Bay Packers are not winning more than three games. That book I, it, book it. <laughs> 
I already said my four uh, key takeaways, but I will reiterate them uh, shortly. Detroit shot, shot themselves in the foot, and it's going to really show this year uh, with how bad their defense is going to be. Uh, Derek Carr is going to push the Saints into the playoffs and win the division in the South. Seattle could very well be the top NFC Super Bowl sleeper just be based off of how stacked their team on paper is. And then it's either Super Bowl or nothing for Cowboys this year. Okay. Mine is Washington and Arizona will have a boxing match to decide the number one pick <laughs> in the NFL draft. Maybe they'll tie the, the end of the year and they'll be like, you know what? Screw the Pro Bowl. The winner, the loser of Arizona, Washington. We're gonna have another. We're gonna, you know, the, even though they play in Week One, they're gonna have the, they're gonna, they got to play again, and the loser gets the number one pick in the NFL draft. Screw no, the Pro got, Bowl. You, you gotta put, you gotta put winner because if not, you'll just see two teams throwing away the ball. That's that's even um, more fun. That's what they do in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing, the NFL MVP will come from the NFC. Ooh, I like that one. Mm, I like it, but I don't know who. There's you... so much talent in the AFC. Though. That's what I'm saying. I, I already know. I mean, I, I have an, it is, I too. have an under. I sort of have an underdog on who my AFC or who or who my MVP is going to be, but it's not in the NFC. I'm like, who? I, okay, so now I'm curious. I already know who it is. Who? Who? It, if you say Geno Smith, I is quit. It, is it freaking Geno Smith? I already know who it is. I already know who Shane's uh, NFC MVP is. No, I no. Okay, Brock Purdy. I'm not gonna say who it is. <laughs> I already right know now, right is. now. I already know who it is. Okay, well then, who is it? Bryce Young will win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. Okay, okay I, was about, I was about to say who MVP. Say <laughs> no, Shane's MVP for the NFC that's gonna win the MVP of the league is none other than Justin Fields because he has some of the best uh, betting uh, odds right now uh, to win MVP. Oh, <laughs> no. He's got better odds Dak than Patrick Mahomes. So, hey, I, I, I will say this much, and this is kind of embarrassing to say, and I know we're not doing college football for another couple of weeks, but in the SEC, Vanderbilt had more votes to win the, to win the SEC than Arkansas is. <laughs> I tried to tell you guys last year. I tried to tell you. Five votes to win the you SEC. Had, Arkansas has Arkansas, like Arkansas has two. Hey, I just there you go. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm just giving out stats here. I mean, goodness gracious. All right. Did I do my? Did I do mine, or do I do I need one more? No, I think you did it. I think you did it. Uh, yeah, because you your it was number three was M MVP was going to be. NFC, and then your last one was Bryce Young was going to win offensive rookie. So, yeah, you're good. Yeah. All right, boys. Good takeaways. Good show. Here we go. We're back. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, hour 44, you know, we're back to normal length now. I had a feeling that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to normal length shows. <laughs> so, shout out to that. Uh, but, yeah, so next week, AFC, which I'm immensely excited to talk about because AFC is so heavily loaded. The teams that I have missing the playoffs but still having a great record is something that we're going to chat about next week. Uh, NFC is very heavily loaded, and I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, but I think we're going to go ahead and get out of here today. Uh, follow up next week for AFC, AFC playoffs, as well as Super Bowl uh, prediction. And then the week after that, we'll do group of five conference winners. Uh, after that, power five conference winners. And then we'll be jumping into some predictions and stuff. And we have a fantasy draft the week after that. We got a, we got a loaded lineup, boys. We got a loaded slate. 
Um, so I think I'm gonna hit the music unless any of you guys got anything else you want to shout out. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in just the less than two weeks now. Two weeks since we, we lasted a show. Colorado is going back to the Big 12. Arizona's looking like they're about to go to the Big 12. I just saw while we've been doing this show, an uh, Iowa State quarterback got busted for betting on 26 Iowa State games, including a football game. Golly. So shout out to that. A lot, a lot, a lot's happening right now in the world of football. You know, stuff with Jonathan Taylor, of course. I mean, things are happening in the world of football. We're aware of that, but we got. Got to get our predictions out and stuff. So, uh, boys, you got anything you want to shout out? We already wrapped up the show. I meant to shout this out at the very beginning of the episode. I told you guys about Marcus Wimberly a few weeks back. Since then, he had another he had another Division One offer from none other than the Harbaugh himself at Michigan. But over the weekend, he committed to Arkansas. Shout out to Marcus Wimberly. Yeah, there you go. The Bengals running back, who was a contender to be the lead running back going into the season, Travion Williams, has been carted off of the field with a right ankle injury. Golly. Hey, you got Chase Brown. It's, is, well, yeah, because Samaji P. Ryan ain't even there anymore. No. Nope. Is Brandon Allen still the quarter, the backup quarterback for the Bengals? He's no, he's string. not. Is he third yeah. string now? Who's second no, he, string? He's, he's Wait, with who? somebody else now. Oh, okay. He's with um. I saw him in a fucking in um. Is he in another league? I'm one. No, I'm one to say he's with a. He's LA with team. the 49ers. Right. The Bengals. The Bengals have Trevor Simeon. Oh gosh, you are screwed. You he, know what? He's I got. with, I he's with the 49ers. No. He's listen to the, the number four quarterback. Yeah, he's getting cut. Yeah, he's getting cut. <laughs> he's gonna get. He's gonna be picked uh, below Trey Lance. That's horrible. Yep. Man, Trey Lance. I think, I think he'll get picked a, up, though. Talk about a, a <laughs> failure of a, a trade on that. You'd create up all that capital to get Trey Lance, and now he's played one game for you. Two games, I think, because I think there was, you know, obviously he played, I think, you know, the, obviously the, the monsoon game up in Chicago, and then the year before, I think he played at the end of the year. He's played like three games for the 49ers. No, it's just <laughs> wild to me. It's like a moment. Uh, <laughs> Michael Thomas is – Ready to go, quote unquote. Good. Also, one special shout out. I sent Jacob this. Shout out to Chris Henry's uh, son, Chris Henry Jr., committing to Ohio State. Hell yeah. Shout out to that. Shout out to Adam Pacman Jones for adopting Chris Henry Jr. after Chris Henry passed away. What a legend. What a legend. All right, boys. I'm going to hit the music. We're going to get out of here. Uh, good show. Good show. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back weekly. I'm, I'm here for I'm ready. I'm ready for some football. It's in the air, baby. It's in the air. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the upcoming predictions for college, AFC, and everything of the sorts. Uh, boys, any last parting words as the music plays? Tune in to find out who's going to be my NFL MVP out of the NFC. Are you going to reveal it next week? That or I'll reveal it. I'll probably reveal it next week, but it's going to be at the end of the episode. All right, bet. Maybe that we should just add that. Maybe we should just add that. NFL MVP next week. Yeah, do All AFC, right. NFC, and then NFL, which yeah, usually like is... oh, what award winners next week too. Yeah, we can do some of that. Yeah, we'll do that. Award winners next week as well. Add, adding it on. We're gonna add it on. Shout out to Shane. Uh, any other last words, boys? I won't be here next week, but That's my true. predictions will be here next week. But yep. the following week, coming for you, Ricky. Well, the following week was group of five. Look. 
All I gotta say is make sure it's at Ricky, not at Arkansas. Don't don't take no hate. Don't shoot me some strays. Yeah. That that's well, a you'll, shit you'll, that... you'll find so, out what I have to say about that's Arkansas. That's a few weeks my, from uh, now. Spoiler alert! Predictions. Spoiler alert! Michigan's going to beat Ohio State for a third straight season. You kick him out of your studio, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's what you get on the bright side. On the bright side, if that happens, go. at least you don't have to deal with whatever Ohio State's <laughs> that is what you is get anymore. That's what you. Be, sorry, sorry, Shane. I, I didn't mean to overtalk you, Shane. I'm very sorry, but that's what you get, Jacob, for correctly predicting Liberty to beat Arkansas last year. I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Music's coming to a close, so we're gonna wrap things up. Make sure to check out Agent Inc. Pick up a jersey. Uh, head, head over to Rogue Energy. Use our refer link down below. Uh, I think the music is going to end before I'm done. Join the Discord, all that stuff. All right, bye.